the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, it's everybody's favorite day of the week. It's a Friday. The weekend beckons. Before we get to it, we will get to all the news of the day. Thanks for joining the Bruce Hooley Show here on 9890 Answer 94.5 in Dayton. The Joe Biden secret document scandal continues to develop. And I think it's safe to say that Joe Biden would not be the president of the United States if not for Barack Obama, right? I mean, being the vice president helps you lay claim to being the president. And Joe Biden was pretty much at a point of irrelevance in the United States Senate when Barack Obama tabbed him to be vice president. Now, Biden would have had a few more years of a good run in the Senate like we see now with Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer and a few others. But certainly the office of vice president gives you a lot more cachet than just a regular old senator. And Biden decided not to run for office in 2016. A lot of vice presidents grab the coattails of their president, and they just hope that that will take them right into office. It worked for uh, George Bush, the elder, but Biden opted not to run. But he never forgot the lessons he learned under Barack Obama, and he is going back to the first page in the Barack Obama playbook to start massaging the narrative regarding why a vice president had classified documents, not just in his think tank office in Washington, D.C., but also in his garage in Delaware and in a room adjacent to the garage. So go with me back in time, okay, to Obama's administration. I know it's painful. I don't want to go back either. But let's go back and... As the economy churned to a standstill, and as we wasted millions and millions and millions of dollars on things like Solyndra and others, and as we bowed on the world stage and became a laughingstock with our refusal to enforce the red line that Obama proclaimed existed in Syria, do you remember what? If you had to put a heading on Barack Obama's go-to whenever anything went wrong, it was always, well, it was Bush's fault. Right? It was Bush's fault. Like, Bush screwed everything up so bad that it's taking me forever to fix it. And he not only used that in his first term, he used that in his second term. So it doesn't surprise me that Joe Biden is starting to float the idea that the reason why he had classified documents in an office in Washington, where, by the way, they had to have been moved from somewhere else because that office in Washington, D.C. did not exist 
for Joe Biden on the day he left the White House as vice president or wherever the vice president's office is. A CNN report details how Vice President Joe Biden's last days in office were such a whirlwind that his aide's effort to properly pack up his office, including securing classified documents, were muddled and hurried, which led to the documents being misplaced. Ah, see, it's Trump's fault that Joe Biden did not secure classified documents, that Joe Biden had classified documents that no vice president is allowed to have because his final days in office were a whirlwind. They were muddled and hurried because Orange Man Bad was coming into office. This is amazing to me. They are really going to try to pin this on something Trump did wrong. Now, this is a desperate move, but I'm not denying the fact that there will be many bootlicks in the Democratic Party and the media, but I repeat myself, that will regurgitate this, hoping that it will catch on. According to CNN, the documents seem to be misplaced amid the chaos of the transition from the Obama to Trump presidencies. Here's a quote from one of Biden's advisors. Partly to wrap up his policy portfolios, partly to tout his accomplishments, and partly to occupy himself following the death of his son a year early. Oh, yes, let's never, ever miss a chance to suck you in with sympathy over Joe Biden's son, Bo, dying. In Iraq, right? In the war. No, sorry, back here in the United States, even though Joe Biden keeps saying that his son died in the war. He didn't die in the war. It's just one of the many, many, many myriad lies Joe Biden likes to tell. But... He was wrapping himself up in his policy portfolios, and he was trying to get his papers together for a book, and he was occupying himself after the death of his son. So Joe Biden thrust himself into work in a final sprint to mark what appeared to be the end of a four-decade run at the highest levels of government. Hmm. I guess that's why he had all that going on in Washington. I guess that's why he flew to Ukraine his last few days as vice president, because he had, like, some loose ends he had to tie up over in Ukraine. Uh The CNN report says, and I quote, the looming arrival of Trump to the White House left many of Obama and Biden's A's wary of the future and eager to cement many of their accomplishments and secure the papers documenting their time in office. Oh, well, I mean, you know, look out. Orange man bad is coming here. Where should I put this? Oh, I just throw it in a box. We'll, We'll deal with it later. This is really the defense they're going to try to use, that it's Trump's fault that Biden had classified documents. It's not the matter, really, criminally speaking, according to the statutes, that Joe Biden stored classified documents in the wrong place. It is that he's not allowed to have them as vice president. You are not allowed to take them. The president is allowed to take them. The president is allowed to classify them and declassify them. But he, as vice president, is not allowed to even have them because he is not the president. Yes. So we now have a special counsel to investigate this because we have to have a special counsel because I don't think Merrick Garland, who has a shred of credibility remaining, would have surrendered that shred of credibility he has remaining had he not established a special counsel to look into this. 
because, of course, he announced a special counsel to look into Donald Trump's supposed illegal storing of classified documents. And what's really interesting, this is like a, an onion. You peel a layer back every day. Oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? The more timing we find out. So we know Biden's lawyers found classified documents in his office in Washington on November the 2nd. And right away I said, hey, wait a minute. The midterms were November the 8th. If Biden's lawyers knew about it and they notified, because Joe's told us, they notified the Department of Justice immediately. See, I'm not as guilty as Trump because Trump fought giving the documents back. But I'm a law-abiding citizen. I I mean, how many times has Joe Biden told us? What's the, it's not doing everything he can. He's got a new one here. Here it is. People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. That's what he keeps saying. People know how serious. Corinne Jean-Pierre said yesterday, he takes it very seriously. Does he? Does he really take it seriously? Because he's not supposed to have classified material as vice president. So how is that taking it seriously that he has it, and then B, that it's cavalierly thrown into a box with his high school memories of corn pop and him out back behind the high school rubbing the blonde hair on Joe Biden's legs? How is that taking classified documents seriously? I don't know. The other part of this that I love is I'm reading a USA Today story here, and this will be fun for you as an exercise. Do you miss coloring as a kid? Here, I have a coloring exercise for you. Grab a highlighter and go through any mainstream media account, AP, CNN, whatever, and highlight in yellow the number of times they note that Joe Biden had only a small number of classified documents. A small number. You're not allowed to have a classified document. But here we go, third paragraph. During the review, the lawyers discovered among personal and political papers a small number of additional Obama-Biden administration records. One document, this is in the next sentence, consisting of one page, I think that qualifies as small number, then in the fifth paragraph, the new set of documents described as a small number. (laughs) I I need to ask if you have seen a number, because I remember... Seeing something in the last two days about 10. 10 in Washington. And, and well, that's We haven't where, gotten a number from thank Delaware you. yet. We haven't gotten no, a number. Haven't. Thank you. No. That's what I thought. I don't know. How many can you jam into the glove box of a 67 Corvette? <laughs> I don't know. Then in paragraph eight of this USA Today story, Biden has reiterated he's fully cooperating with the DOJ's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents were stored, they discovered a small number of documents. Okay, there we go. Now we're on to page two. Oh, down at the bottom of page two. In the Biden case, the White House has maintained that the small number of documents... I mean, come on, man! Oh, I sound like Joe Biden, don't I? Maybe maybe we'll have another catchphrase now. He's doing everything he can to let you know that they were only a small number of documents. We will talk at noon today with Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. And man, am I looking forward to that because there is a whole Netflix drama going on down at the Ohio State House with the Republican Party splitting into factions. One third that supports the Speaker of the House, Jason Stevens, two thirds of the Republicans support 
Derek Maron, the guy that all the Republicans said they would support. So I want to get to the bottom of that with Jack and who the new head of the Ohio Republican Party is. And will these 22 turncoat Republicans come back to sanity and realize that their voters put them in there to enact conservative conservative legislation like the reform of education in the state of Ohio, things like the backpack bill, which would make it easier for you to send your kids to charter schools. And if you're one of those people saying, charter schools, it's for rich people, private schools are for rich people. Uh, My kids go to private school because we make the economic sacrifice to put them in, in there. It takes up a big chunk of our family income, but it's worth it to me not to have to worry about the nonsense that is occurring in most of the public schools. That is not to say that there are not good teachers in public schools. I will be at a public school tonight uh, doing what I love to do on the weekends, watching a high school athletic contest, writing about it. There are many, many great coaches and teachers in public schools. The problem is the woke ones are proliferating, and the administration in these schools is doing nothing, nothing to rein them in. So our good teachers, our good coaches are endangered by the bad ones because, you know, if you stand up for anything that's true these days, you get disparaged. And you have to always be fighting against the infiltration of the bad influences out there. Even if you're in a private school or a public school, if you put your kid in a private school, don't just go to sleep and say, well, they're in a private school now, everything's okay. No, no, I told you a couple of years ago, I think it was in year one of my program, during COVID, during the Zoom era of American education, when a teacher at one of the Catholic schools in, in, in town, I'm not sure which one. I know it wasn't DeSales and I know it wasn't Watterson. But she was on a Zoom call with her students and she just made a comment when they were having a discussion about George Floyd that there was something the student said that was not factually correct about George Floyd's death. They said that he it was proven that he died via a certain thing. Well, the autopsy of George Floyd contradicted the student's view. And she simply pointed that out. She said, we don't know. The autopsy says one thing. News reports say another. She lost her job over that. So you can't just go to sleep if you send your kid to a private school or a charter school. But it does give you a better chance of getting a good education. But again, I say, watch out for the infiltration. The Ohio Federation of Teachers is trying to unionize the teachers and employees at KIPP. Now, KIPP is one of those charter schools in Columbus that has saved thousands of families from a rotten Columbus City Schools education. They have 2,000 students in the KIPP charter school, and they have another 2,000 on the waiting list. Now, why would there be a waiting list? Why would there be a waiting list that extensive if Columbus City Schools was doing its job? I await an answer from anybody at Columbus City Schools. Why are people running from you like you have Jason from Friday the 13th teaching school? Here, kids, this is a chainsaw. Watch me turn it on. You know, so I'm just saying, if KIPP unionizes, KIPP will cease to be what KIPP has been since its inception. Big story about it in the dispatch today. And who do you think's quoted... Coming to the aid of the KIPP people who want to unionize. Well, wouldn't you know? It's Ohio Federation of Teachers President Melissa Cropper. She says, we believe that unfair labor practices have occurred, and we may file formal charges on that. We are calling on KIPP to do the right thing and allow their employees to have a secret ballot union election without intimidation. 
and anti-union lobbying for management. So they're cheesed off because the head of KIPP nationally, the new head of KIPP nationally, came in, and I'm sure he said what every parent whose kid has discipline and structure and expectations and love communicated to them by the staff at KIPP, every single parent knows, hey, if you start letting KIPP operate the way Columbus City Schools operates, it's not going to be very long before there is a blurred line or perhaps no line of distinction between the two. So he just basically probably told them, oh, look, hey, KIPP schools are good because we do things a different way than your big city public school. KIPP has charter schools in many, many major cities in the United States. They've got them in Atlanta, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., New Orleans. And a few of them have started to unionize. New York, Baltimore, St. Louis, how much you want to bet? Those schools start to underperform other KIPP schools. Now, I have no problem with a secret ballot. I'm just saying this phenomenon occurs in our electorate. Trump lost the 2020 presidential election. Why? Because he lost some states that he previously won. He lost Georgia. He lost Arizona. I'm familiar with the situation in Arizona because my wife is from Arizona, and we have spent over the years, in most years, in fact, we've spent about a month of the year in Arizona. Working in radio has allowed me to do my radio show from Arizona, and then I take two weeks vacation. So we used to go for two weeks in the summer and two weeks at the holidays. So I spent about one-twelfth of the year in Arizona, and Arizona is overrun with people moving into it because it's been a state with great policies and because adjacent to Arizona is the state of California, which is run with rotten policies and super high taxes, homelessness, and every other problem you can have. And so over the years, people have streamed into Arizona from California because they want to get away from the rotten policies in California. They'd like to keep some of their hard-earned money rather than giving it all to the state government in Sacramento, California, where they're running a multi-billion dollar budget deficit. A multi-billion dollar budget deficit in California. But these people move from California to Arizona because Arizona is a more friendly place for them to live. And then what do they do? They go to the ballot box in November and they vote for Democrats. They vote for the policies they're fleeing that have ruined their lives. And so all you KIPP employees, you got a great thing going, you got a great school going, you got a great community going, and you want to unionize and operate like the Columbus City Schools. Well, okay. Okay. Pick your poison. But I wouldn't want to drink that poison. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.